Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Por favor, with Alexia Napola and Marisol Patton, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi, amiga. ¿Cómo estás? Yo muy bien. I was so excited to see your face. I haven't seen it in a few days. I know. I miss your beautiful face, too, and talking, but I know we've been really busy with yeah. our lives. So I, I love that I have this little time with you and we get to chat mm-hmm. and ask un each other poquito. questions. We have a bunch of questions from our followers. I love it. And a lot of answers. I guess we're going to be answering all those questions that everybody wants to know. So I remember the first time I met Todd and I'm sure you remember the first time you met Steve. And one of the questions was, what was our first impressions of each other's you know, now husbands. So what was your first impression of Todd? Todd. Todd, I thought was really funny. I was like, this guy's really funny. He had like this New York vibe to him. And he would just like do these, like, I don't know. He just, he was funny and he was quick. And I'm like, I like quick. I like funny. Um, 
He talked a lot. He was very engaging. He was obviously not hard on the eyes. And I thought, this guy's really fun. I hope this is like, this works out because I like, you know, hanging out with him and double dating. Yes. Well, that was many years ago because you obviously met Todd way before I met Steve. Because when I met Todd, you were with... We were double dating with somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I kind of slipped there, but that's because you've been my friend for a long time. That's life. That's fine. You know, we all have a past. Yep. So, yeah. So I remember that as well. I mean, I remember um, you having a lot of fun with Todd because you do have that that sense of humor like he does and and the joking and he's, he's really clever. So you do have those similarities with him. Maybe that's why I like you so much. I told you, you married Todd because he reminded you of me. <laughs> I've been saying it forever. <laughs> For sure. About Steve. So I heard a lot about Steve before I actually got to meet him because you were like hogging him up for yourself. You were like not sharing him with anybody yet. You know, I remember when you first met Steve and you were just yeah. like with him like 24 seven, which I loved because by the way, I think that's really important before mm-hmm. the women actually share the partner they're with. Mm-hmm. They they need to make sure that he's like shareable, like that you want other mm-hmm. people to meet him. Well, I had already been burned with sharing beforehand and announcing and, and you know, introducing someone to everybody before right. it felt I, safe. I'm really careful f- with that. And I think mm-hmm. that that's an advice that I give all my friends. Like mm-hmm. before you bring him out there and introduce him to the whole group, you know, make sure that, you know, he deserves it and that you really like him. And, yeah. you know, you never know about the future at that point, but like you really need yeah. to be excited about him and sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't like to like introduce, you know, my guy to I agree with you. Unless it's Ugh. something. And of course Ugh. I've learned that, you know, with age and, and, with, with, and with wisdom. But it took again, us a long time to figure that one out. Yeah. You know, I think when you're younger, you just don't know any better and you're so excited and you kind of want to like, you know, introduce them to all your friends and to your parents. Yeah. Yeah. But Uh I I always say like, make sure that it's like, you know, it's solidified and like, you know, it's locked down before you bring them out there. Mm -hmm. But nobody asked me for my advice right now. Um, You're actually asking me what my first impression about Steve was. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was the question. (laughs) You know me. I you were giving about good advice. I was, yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I think the yeah, same well, way. Yeah, well, I'm usually like used to that too. And um, so when I met Steve, I had heard so much about him, and I was so excited to meet him. And he was everything and more that you told Aww. me about. Boo so bear. I was really happy for <laughs> you because he was, he was great. Like you and him made the cutest couple. It was like you guys look good together and then when you were together you were so into each other you're sweet and loving he was sweet and loving it was like you know yeah to mommy good. like your mom put him there for you to say like this is the man and your dad too by the way because your dad yeah would have loved yeah. somebody like steve oh my god yeah well i think they were trying to show me this is what love is supposed to be like this is what a, mm-hmm. a good loving relationship is like i really hadn't known i thought i had known many times but i didn't know until now yeah. What it's supposed yeah, I mean, to it's, really be It's never be like. too late. It's never too late. Right. I thought he came at the perfect time and you were ready for it. And mm-hmm. he was so cute. He was so sweet. And, um, and, yeah, and that's good. it. That's why you ended up like marrying him. And, you know, you guys are good <laughs> because I felt like, you know, you, you belong together. Yeah, we do. We belong together. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I love okay. that we all get along and we love to go out and have fun because we kind of like all like, yeah, right. It's like it the, you know, Todd and, and Steve. They like each other. Loved each other from yeah. the day they first met. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's great, you know, because it's really good to be able to go out with another couple, you know, like us. So we have things in common. We like to do the same things. Yeah. And, you know, we just like to have fun. Absolutely. So when did you know that you can spend the rest of your life with this man, with Steve? I actually, um, I actually remember, I want you to answer it because I remember having this conversation with you, my friend. So my answer to that is every day that goes by, it reconfirms for me. So the longer I'm with him, the more I realize I can't ever be with anybody else. Like this is the person I'm going to change his diapers. I'm going to, you know, clean out his feeding to whatever I have to do. I'm going to be with him till the end because I really like this is it. And the more I'm with him, the more I feel solidified in that decision that that's that's it for me. But I remember, so I'm going to, you know, I'm at school I don't know teacher. a particular date. You're better with dates than me, but I know that. So it- <laughs> I'm going to stick to the question and I'm going to answer okay. it for you. Yeah. Um, so the question is, when did you know that Steve was like the man you were going to spend the rest of your life with? So I remember like talking to you. Well, I remember you never leaving there, never leaving like Steve's site. <laughs> yeah. So I remember those days and I remember like you talking about him like all the time, every single day and you telling me, oh my God, I'm so happy, Alexa, like, you don't understand. Oh my God, I'm like so in love. This is like the best man in the world. Oh my God. So and one day you just said, oh my God, I'm like in love with this man. Like I can feel like I can marry him and just be with him for the rest of my life. And I was like, oh wow. Like, okay, that's like, it's so tough word to me, amiga. Because yeah. it was like, I well. think it wasn't even like the first three months you were already saying uh-huh. that. It's kind of like you knew. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like you knew. I always know, and then I'm always wrong. But no, over, but I don't want you to think that way because you I, don't well, take the risk. You don't know. I've ma- I, exactly. You have to take the risk. You said it. If you don't mm-hmm. take the risk, you don't. Well, you know, know I'm a risk so, taker. I mean, nobody's me gonna too, debate bro. that. <laughs> me too. I That's love a challenge. You- I love a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So with me, I kind of had the same situation you did, you know, porque las dos somos una enamorada, you know, we're like in love with love and we know, right? It's like we know when we we're love. We love putting on a wedding dress, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> or not, right? <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like, so with Todd, I felt the same thing when we met and I feel like two months later, he asked me to go with him to Los Angeles and we went to, to LA and I think like day three or four of being there, like this is so unlike me because I'm not that expressive emotionally, especially with, you know, something relatively new. And I told him, I must have been drunk, by the way, because I told him Good times. last time I felt like this, last time I felt like this about a man, I married him. And I remember him like oh. having like no words because it's true. So, you know, I had been like single for a year and I was, you know, just going out and having fun. I threw it out there. It was so weird. Yeah. I think because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so real and so genuine, authentic. Like it just came out from my heart. So yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Like, told him like it that. Was and he kind of looked at me like, I'm not trying to marry you, but okay. Like, I think he kind of like, like you- little do you know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, like I like you. Like we're just dating, but it was mm-hmm. weird because yeah, I hadn't we're not just that. dating. Te vas a casar yeah. conmigo. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is no. I'm, but first of all, I'm not that person, but I don't know like how that came out. But what I'm trying to tell you, it's kind of like, you know, like in your gut. Mm-hmm. it's obviously not happened to me. It's happened to me 
three times. And that's why I've been married three times because it's kind of like, you know, when you're going to, that this is the guy you're going to marry, obviously for different reasons yeah. at different times yeah. in your life. But what I'm saying, like with Todd, I, I knew, like I looked at him and I said, oh my God, because I guess because being alone for that year that I was on my own and I was going out and having fun, I hadn't felt that with any man. So like with him on this trip, I did. And I just kind of like blurred it out. And, um, and, yeah, and the rest is history, you know, it, three years later, we got engaged and we've been married since then. So we've been together for six and a half years. Yeah. So like, what do you think? Do you feel like since like I knew I felt that way about Todd, do you think guys also know when it's like the girl and when they're ready for that? Like, you know, when they know that this is the girl I want to spend the rest of my life with and like I can, it's her. I can only speak from different men that I've known that were like, bachelors forever they have all said to me i knew she was the one i don't know what they knew or how they knew but they knew she was the one there's something that happens and that happens to them too they yeah. know when i it's feel like the it's one. something different it's like we have yeah. something different than mm -hmm. none of the other ones have had mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah. don't come after us because you'll be in trouble <laughs> after right. marathon alexia you don't want to be the next one <laughs> Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The next question is a fan question. I love that our fans are reaching out and asking us questions because it makes it a lot more fun. And thank you, Marisol, for for taking the time and, and reading through the questions. And, oh, um, and picking some of the questions. Yeah. So here Love we it. have a girl and she says mm. she and her girlfriend are all married to white American men. Mm-hmm. And they're always having to explain things relating to our culture. Mm-hmm. So what stuff do you, for example, have to explain to Steven or like what I have to explain to Todd? So I want to know what you have to explain to Steven about our culture. Okay. You probably have a lot more work in this department than I do because Steve grew up in Miami and he went to a Cuban Jesuit high school. I love it. He was literally the only American guy there. We were just at the Kibus Gain Jacob last weekend and he ran into a bunch of the guys he went to high school with at Belen. And they're all like talking, you know, like half English, half Spanish. Steve knows croqueta. He loves the word chimosa. He gets Me it. Encanta. But he is very, he's very Latin. Absolutely. He's, 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 he understands it and he jives and, and he thrives and he's cool with it. And they love him. It was so cute. They're all telling me the stories of when he was the only gringo in the entire high school. And then he tells me there was a cafeteria outside of his high school. And the only thing they had was like croqueta, jabón, pastelitos, <laughs> café con leche. So he learned how to eat all those things because that was the only place he'd get a snack outside of Belen. Of course. So, and it's so yummy anyways. I'm sure he didn't have a hard time. Well, you know he loves food. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but I'm not going to lie. Think, Cuban foods or snacks are really good. I think something that, because he doesn't understand, he hasn't lost his parents, that I have 
a couple of pictures of my parents together in the house. And I keep a little glass of water in front of it, a clear glass of water for their spirits. And I don't think he understands that, but he, he allows it because he respects my my feelings and, and your beliefs. you know mm-hmm. and my traditions that mm-hmm. that is just clarity for the spirit sometimes i put a little candle sometimes i put some flowers it's just for the the spirit of the ones yes. that have passed so those are things that so i've look, taught I him i have here oh yeah a glass. for That's nancy funny that you said that for nancy i have a picture of my mom yeah right up here uh-huh. And you're not going to believe this. I've had this since Mother's Day. What? I mean, I had more, but this is, look at it. It's perfect. And the water, I haven't even oh changed my the God. water, my friend. Mira el espíritu de mi mamá. Que tiene ella. Yeah, it's there. Amen. It's strong. Like, it is so strong. It's perfect. Marisol, look at this. Two weeks. That's incredible. That was two I didn't weeks ago. I have changed the water. So the water my friend, looks clear. Clear. I haven't even changed it. You know, the, we, know, we know those are signs. That they're oh, with for us. Sure. Yes, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. They show us that. About her now, mommy. Mm-hmm. Hola, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they think it's weird. I agree with you that we're so in touch with our loved ones and with, with, our, with, with the people that have disease that have been such a part of our lives. And they're like our guardian angels. And we may even communicate with them. And we remember them in such loving memory. And like you mm-hmm. said, we have their pictures. We put a flower. We put un vaso. And, um, and I did that for a long time, like, you know, for the spirits, because that's how you elevate their spirits. And that was the belief that we were taught, you know, as a, as young girls in in our homes. Yeah. So yeah, very, very good. So I had that one as well. But, um, I think that with Todd, like you said, him growing up in Staten Island and, you know, definitely being more American, whole other animal, (laughs) right. Um, he's, he's definitely, you know, um, not as you know, Latinizado or like Cubanized as Steve's. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know that this has so much to do with our culture or maybe the person, but I've had to explain how the Latinos are always late. Not always. I mean, there's everything, but we have a problem with being on time. But you're not bad at that. You know why? Because I'm with Todd. Yeah. Like I used to not be so good. Yo siempre estaba tarde. Look, of course with Todd, I have to like, I've worked on it because I know it bothers him. But I hate to interrupt you, but you're not grossly late. Some people are an hour, hour and a half late. You're usually 10, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, early. Then. You're 10, 15 minutes, but that's not yeah. grossly late. By the way, we have that problem in our group right I now. I know. I know. Um, but anyways, so yeah. So, but with him, I've gotten better, but it is a Latino thing. And like, the thing is, we don't even get mad about it. Like we have a party and we put in the invite eight o'clock and we know nobody's going to show up till nine. So nine thirty. So it's nine, so funny. Yeah. So Todd and I have had a parties here at home and all of his friends that are all American, they're all on time. They're right there at seven. Ding dong. I was like, oh, oh God, yeah. for sure. It's your friends. Oh, yeah. All his friends show up on time. And then my friends are for sure an hour late. You know, if I put seven, they'll be here by eight. So it's definitely a, a cultural Latino thing. And yeah. I think another thing that um, that I've had to explain to Todd is the fact that we talk to our mom, to our parents, and to our kids like 10 times a day. Like, yes. I mean, I obviously don't have my mom now, but when she was right. alive, just like you with Edsa, and I used to talk to yeah. your mom on the phone for hours. I love talking to her. Like my mom yeah. loved talking on the phone. So uh-huh. did your mom. Uh-huh. And we would like, and they would call us. How many times would your mom call you? I remember. And if she couldn't find you, she would call me. <laughs> and she, she called was like, everybody, anybody that could find me. Right. So and my brother like, and my father. Like she yeah. never stopped. 
the cleaning exactly. lady. <laughs> so if I wouldn't answer the same thing, my mother would call my sister, Oye, y tu hermana. So it's it's just like a cultural <laughs> thing. <laughs> Oye, don't <tell> Alexia. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, so I guess we got that from my parents. And now I do the same thing to my kids. Yeah. You know, I call Peter 20 times a day and I call Frankie. Well, Frankie calls me a lot too. Actually, Frankie loves to call me and I love that. Wait, a mí se me pegó. You know that, like... I'll text Steve. I'm like, where's Hunter? Where's Garrett? What are they doing? Are they coming home today? What are they doing? Are they staying with us? What's for dinner? What's happening? Like I ask him a million questions. Yeah, They're not even so <laughs> funny. I, so I, I would do that with my stepdaughters. And Todd's like, bro, like, like he doesn't call me bro, but that was just me. <laughs> he, was, he was like, That's babe. you Todd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, babe, I, like what? And he's like, listen, it's okay. I don't call the girls 20 times a day. Like we communicate, but like, I trust them. They're good. I don't have to be calling them the whole day. I was like, no, but like, you need to text them. And are they coming? And where are they? And I was like, I just, Helio. me Who too. Else? He's so calm about it. And I'm like, but yes. wait, but what? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So definitely that's another one that, that's been, but like, it's been like in a fun way, you know, I've learned from yeah. him. He's learned from me. Right. And you know, I don't know whose way is better, but it's just like my way and his way. And again, like the way that we were raised in our culture. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think the other thing is like talking with our hands and talking loud. He's like, he'll be, he'll oh. get home and I'll be like, maybe even talking to you or talking to one of my girlfriends. And he'll be like, who are you screaming at? Like in Spanish. And I'll be like, I no, know. babe, like, this is how we talk. Like, it's not argumentative. Like we're not arguing. We just like yell. <laughs> and I'm like talking all over with my hands. And he's like, oh, okay. Cause like, you know, they, they don't speak like that. You know, it's, it's different. So I think that's right. also like cultural. Steve gets it. He's never once said to me, why are you he being loud? He's yeah. He's been around. He gets he knows. it. He went to Belen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all his friends were like Cuban American, like us. So I'm sure he would visit their homes, <laughs> and they were used to that. Like, if there's no screaming, there's like no communication going on. That was our when, form of communication. When I was uh, on Saturday, when we were with, ran into all of his friends from high school at the yacht club. Every other word out of their, out of their mouth was "oye pero, oye pero," <laughs> and he and he just listens and talks like that's nothing. And I'm thinking to myself, he does it good. Nope. I've heard him. He does it well. Yeah. No, and he wasn't one his imagínate. friends were. Todd yeah, is imagínate. Like, yeah, Todd is always pero. like, imagínate. Oh, he says that now? Yeah, he does, because no I say way. it a lot. Or, you know, we go like how we speak. So he's like picked up a couple of things um, from me. Steve's favorite word is chismosa. Every time I say it, he giggles and he screams chismosa and takes a sip of wine, chismosa. He loves he's it. He's so cute. <laughs> well, I love that he's embraced, you know, he's embraced, um, you know, you and, and your culture. And he's a and lover, not a fighter. Yeah, I love that. Well, speaking of families and blended yeah. families, mm -hmm. how have you been able to I mean, in this case, you didn't come with any children into the marriage, right. but you came exactly. with two dogs, with Tupac and Poppy. Oh, God. And <laughs> oh, that's so part of blending how, how the family. To blend, how were you able to blend your two spoiled dogs with <laughs> we're Steve still working and, on that and the boys? Yeah, because his boys are easy. I think your dogs are harder than his than the boys. Well, yeah, Steve has a problem with my dogs. I yeah, look at them they're not and trainable. Their dogs are not trainable and his kids are fine and perfect. So a lot of people have told me like Tupac is half Chihuahua, half Dachshund. Those dogs are untrainable. They pee pee everywhere. I don't even know what Poppy is. He pee pees everywhere too. They, 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 <laughs> he loves to run away. They mimic each other. So if one's naughty, the other one does the same thing. It's very hard to train them. I paid a trainer. Yeah, it's like kids. Several thousands of dollars 
a lot of thousands and I've been busy. I never had them come here. I paid them like a year ago that flushed it down the toilet basically. So, you know, he's Is not that a what fan you would have of... done with your kids. If you would have had kids. No, <laughs> obviously not, kids? you know, cause the dogs can't respond to me. You know, they can't speak back to that's me. That's a so... great thing. That's a great thing, by the way. Well, that's why people love animals more mm -hmm. than people. Cause you know, they don't get any lip, but, um, uh, it's been, you know, for him, it's been difficult because of my dogs, <laughs> but his kids are great. They're really easy and um, they're really sweet. Yeah, I think sweet you fit really right loving. in. Mm -hmm. I think you, they, you... They're they're amazing. Like, I couldn't have been... Knock on wood. I don't even want to say how lucky I've been because I am just I don't even want to use that word. Mm -hmm. I, I feel very grateful and blessed. And I always wanted to have my own kids. And then I got some that somebody else raised and they're perfect. So that's it. Done and done. Your situation is a little more complicated. You have like the Brady Bunch going on over there. It is because I came with two boys. And even though, you know, overage, you know, Peter's still a very big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, and Frankie, you know, you know, being, you know, unique and having unique abilities. He, um, you know, he also comes with like special directions. You know, it's not like, you know, your average mm -hmm you know, independent child that, mm -hmm. you know, can do a lot of things on his own. Like he needs, you know, a lot of my attention. So, you know, Todd's learned to, you know, to, to realize it, to be aware of it and, mm -hmm. um, and actually just add, you know, support to it. But, you know, the girls are really loving and, you know, they get along with Peter and Frankie fine. Peter doesn't live here. So it's been God. easy. You know, right. I think that when they're older, it's easier in some yeah. ways and it's harder in other ways. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of like Peter's a man. So it's kind of like, oh, OK, like that's your husband. But it's like he doesn't live here. So, you know, the relationship is different. It's like a friend, which is actually great because, you know, he sees Todd as a friend and Frankie is very loving. You know, there's nobody that's not going to love Frankie. Frankie, all he has is oh love God. and happiness to share. Mm -hmm. So it was very easy to love him too. And, um, and you know, my stepdaughters are really independent and they're really great, honestly. Like, I'm really blessed that way because they've given us zero problems. So that's been easy as far as, you know, managing that. But the best advice I can say is kind of like respect your boundaries and just don't try to be their mom or don't try to be their dad. Just try to be their friend. You know, that's, that's all you I can do. do, you know, because they don't have a mom. You know, they already have the, you know, the they biological mom, parents. the biological yeah. dad. And, you know, we're, we're not here competing. First of all, there's enough love for everybody. I have love for my children, for my stepdaughters, for my husband, for everyone. So it's like there's enough love. So it's kind of like just respect each other, you know, just be good listeners and be friends and um, and really don't butt in in like important things. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I've learned a lot from Todd's yeah. parenting skills, which, by the way, were very different from mine, uh -huh. maybe because of his background, uh, you know, different from mine, the way he was raised, you know, so he definitely had a different parenting style but it's worked out for him really, really well. So I've actually learned a lot of things from him mm -hmm. that I've applied to my relationships with my sons. Mm -hmm. And I think he's learned a lot of things from me and my boys. You know, he always says that he learned to love and be affectionate, like because Aww. we, Peter and Aww. Frankie and I were so affectionate, you know, like you that's see us, we're always like touching each other. Oh, that's another thing about Latinos that we're always touching yeah, each other. Yeah, we're very affectionate. Yeah, 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 we're always like toca toca. That's how you end up getting married too many times. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> too touchy so, touchy. <laughs> so anyway, so we, I think we both 
you know, came into like the marriage or into our relationship also mm-hmm. like later on in life, right. you know, more mature with more wisdom. So like yeah. things that didn't work out before, you know, work out now because we really wanted to work out. And like I said, you know, it's, it's different when the kids are small, everybody's situation is different. You know, luckily for me, mine were older, but then I have, you know, special needs son. So it's, it's been an adjustment. It is an adjustment. And then just don't give up. You know, I, I, Mm -hmm. you have to be patient. You have to be tolerant. And, um, and I mean, that's all I can, I can really say. Yeah. And you really have to love each other because. Oh, Oh, they only see us happy and laughing and, you know, these kids are so well brought up. They had two good parents. I'm just like a big sister over here. So, you know. Well, you know what? That, but that's a great thing. I mean, yeah. we're two boys. We wouldn't love to have a big sister like you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm all giggles and fun. And they love it, you know. And you know what? That's all you're really supposed to be. Because, and you know, they sad, have their mother. And besides that, yeah. you don't want to be that stepmother that's going to. I mean, it's different because, I, like no. I said, when they're little. There's, you know, different like responsibilities and that you would have as a stepmother. Right. But I think that you getting them at teenage, you know, late teenage years, just like I did, Mm -hmm. changes Mm -hmm. everything. So every Mm -hmm. situation is different. And I had enough employees that were young to know how to handle them and know, you know, the things they're going to bring up and don't get involved. I'm literally just a rescue. If you need me, I'm there. You need a sandwich. You need an emotional place, you need to drive, you need some money, whatever, you know, big sister, that's it. You know, I'm not here to teach them anything new. Maybe just how right. to deal with the pains right now. My stepson just broke up with his girlfriend and he's hurting. <gasps> no way you hadn't told me. Yeah, Gary? he's, he's, yeah, he's hurting, but she's about to leave for college and you know, she's oh, going to have... everybody's going through that. All of my yeah. stepdaughter too has, has a boyfriend, but mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're good and they're going to spend the summer together, but it's hard. It's their first love. They don't it know is. how to handle it. You know, mm. you know what I did? I brought him a Jill Zarin candle. He loved it. I put it on the room. I made it dark. I'm like, you want any food? You want a hot cocoa? You want a tequila? What do you need? Just do you chill want a new out. girlfriend? Yeah. Well, I, I know. <laughs> I told Steve that afterwards, but it's a little soon. And, you know, it's only been a couple of days. He loved the candle. He slept. He went and played poker with his friends. He's getting through it. Who broke up with whom? It was kind of like a... Mutual? It was... Kind of mutual, kind of mutual, but not so much. It was just kind of forced. You know, someone always checks out a little bit and you, someone else takes the reins and you feel it coming and you're like, okay, well, we need a break. And then you hope the other one You know, this will be a life lesson for him, you know, and that's how we can say it hurts and it's going to hurt, but you kind of have to go through this so you can be ready for the next. Mm -hmm. Are we ever really ready? Like it hurts the first time. Even now it still hurts. It's super painful. And I was like, you know what? Hopefully you don't have to go through it again. You meet someone and that's who you're with forever. But you won't be the first and you won't be the last. It happens was every day. Was she it going away everybody. for college? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's staying here. So that's yeah, a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like the first heartbreak, right? When you when you graduate just, from high school. Mm-hmm. And you have to make it. that decision. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But I want to hopefully you're there, like you like you said, like a big sister and like a friend. That's all and I can do. He has a shoulder, you know, to cry on or you to if, like, you if know. If anyone can give experience on bad breakups, it's me. <laughs> so he's you're an he's expert. Got, I'm an expert on that. Eres una profesional. So Mari, I know how much you like a cocky. I don't like when you call it the other word without the IE. 
By you know way. what? I'm lazy, so I cut some. You know, I, I shorten everything. Don't cut that one off. It sounds vulgar. <laughs> me, I'm people me like it's very fun. No, it's not. Cocky is cute, but the other one without the IE, no me gusta. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, I know all your favorite cockies, but because uh, I know you're working on your cockies, I yeah. know that you're discovering different flavors. Mm-hmm. So, tell me what's the latest on your list that you love. What's so, your my latest favorite cocky is the porn star martini. Ooh, and it has me encanta the name. Oh, it's, oh my right. Okay, so tell me. Yeah, so it's um vodka. You know, one of my of favorites. Course. Passion fruit, lemon, and I think it has like a vanilla syrup in it. You shake it up, it's delicious. Delicioso. Oh my god, it's super mm-hmm. refrescante. Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait till yeah. you prepare one of those for me. Oh yeah, yeah. I had them. No, at I had Gay a brunch. spicy margarita the other day. Well, that's brunch. what we always order <laughs> <laughs> the other day no every day no every for real. day so you know what it was called the orange marmalade it was a pastis oh. it was so good because besides the lemon they put orange on it and like, como una mm. like the orange yeah. syrup uh-huh. with the lemon and the spice it was delicious oh that sounds really so good I'm like, oh i have to give this idea from to my to my friend because it was really really good that sounds really good alexia yeah are we, do we have to get it at pastis or are we gonna make them at home no let's try them at home i'm sure yours are gonna come out better you're really good shaking up a drink my friend you know what there's something in the hands my first husband used to tell me he'd make himself a sandwich and I'd make oh, the I same thought you were exact sandwich. Something else. You're like your no. first husband used to have something in my hands. No. My first no, husband he, he used to. I was say, like, have- <laughs> <laughs> He was always like, "You, there's something in your hands." He'd make a sandwich. I'd make the same exact sandwich, and he said, "Mine tasted better." better Some yeah. people have something in their that's hands, true. and they know how to cook and make things. Yo también. That's why I'm so afraid of using my hands because everything comes out. So- <laughs> The world will explode. Yes. No, no, for real. I get that a lot too. But the drinks, you know, I don't really like it, but I feel like you really know how to prepare a cocktail. And you know that because in the group, everybody always wants you to prepare the cocktail. Well, some, of them, better. some of the girls are like, I can't drink them. What? Oh my God. Well, I I'm do like, that to you sometimes too, because it's a la mano. I mean, I'm like, it's for me, not for you. Well, you know, my, my trick to a good cocktail is I pour myself Double. one first. So mm-hmm. that it, you know, then I get creative and I make a good one. And then sometimes se me va la mano, like you say, I do yeah. a little extra and then everyone's guy. I'm like, Let me, it's fine. What's wrong with you? Drink. It puts hair on your chest. Like my dad would say. <laughs> so since we're giving kind of like advice to each other. Yeah. What's the, some well, like what advice have you given me? I feel like we're always giving advice to each other. I know that that's one of the next questions. And that's why right. I was looking at it and kind of thinking like, I don't know. I feel like all of our conversations we kind of have advice for we each think other. The same. Well, we think the same very much so. And um, I find that you and I think the same and feel the same about don't sweat the small stuff. Don't let the little things stress you out. It's very easy to get caught up in the, you're sitting in traffic. Someone cuts you up. You get pissed off. You start cursing. And then you're living in that negative energy. Like you and I are very much about don't, let the little things bother you. Look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. This is small. It's not a big deal. Focus on the good. Like we talked about this last time about not um, letting, you know, even a breakup or, you know, just not focusing on the negative, focusing on the positive and all the good around you. I think that that's something I learned from you and and we constantly talk about that. 
No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I love that I have, you know, a friend that can give me good advice. You know, it's always great, especially now that I don't have my mom. You know, my mom used to always give me good advice. I would never really do anything with it. I mean, I would kind of like, I feel like as I got older, I did start listening to her advice. And what I do now a lot is think about the advice that me she too. used to give me, right? Oh my God, And like, if my mom was here, like, what would she be telling me? Or I start thinking, toda la cosa, que in the past, you know, throughout my life, she had told me, like, all the time I've been doing that lately. Yeah, me and, too. Mm-hmm. Or no se come mierda. Yeah. Angry at little things. I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. that too, Alexia. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's great because I feel like every girl needs like a friend to get good advice. And I feel like I have different friends that give me different kinds of advices. You know, totally. if, I, if I need like financial advice, like I know one of my friends is really good with that. So mm-hmm. I would ask her. You know, if I need advice on relationships, you know, on everything. But I feel like you and I, we can talk about everything and anything and be honest with each other and really, you know, give advice to each other like like sisters and, you know, really talk like raw, you know, like say Mm -hmm. things that maybe you don't want to hear, but you, you have to be open and honest. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah, think I don't that, always want to hear things. <laughs> I know you don't. I know. But I'm like that. I know. I'm like, yeah, I'm very. <laughs> and I'm a good I, listener. I, and you are. But I tell you those things because, like, I love you and I care for you. Like, if if I don't, then I don't do that. But mm-hmm. when I give advice, it's usually like good advice. And especially if you're my friend and I love you, because it's like I, I would only do that if you're my friend and I love you. So well, I feel like we both give each other really good advice. Yeah, of course. I always have, you know your best interest at heart. I always want you to end up happy and winning at the end of whatever the situation is. But yeah, I mean, I think like sometimes people do have a hard time taking in the advice and it's like, well, why are you even like, because we're stuck in our own thoughts in our own heads. It's normal. You know, you have a thought process and someone's giving you a different angle and you can't process it because you're stuck in your own situation. It's normal. But you know what? I do listen and I do. Okay, so we've been beating around the bush. It. We've been okay. beating around the bush. Remember, I'm the okay. teacher. They want to know specifically what is the best advice you think you've given me and the best advice I've given you. Well, I just said it before and I and it's the same. It was the same okay, thing. Okay, no, in general. No, I thought, but I could think of like one thing. Oh, okay. Again, mine was with you, but with a relationship. Huh, okay. With like in the past. So it was some advice you gave me? Mm-hmm. About your, uh, yeah, about like somebody that was in your life, you know, in the past. Uh And, you know, you, you finally listened and, you know, I gave you a lot of advice and Mm -hmm. you reacted, you know, I feel like that's when you really, you know, I'm just trying to be like a little bit more specific because I mean, in general, we give each other great advice, you know, and that's what good friends do. I feel like you and I have both been through a lot of things in our life that were in a level that, you know, that you, you could give me good advice and I could give you good advice. Cause you know, you're not going to ask like a 30 year old that maybe hasn't gone through something like that or hasn't lived the experiences we have, Mm -hmm. you know, for advice. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I remember giving you specifically good advice in a particular relationship you were in and you finally like accepting it and, and realizing it and listening to it. And, um, and I'm happy about that because, you know, I well, got thank the you. results. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And I, I think a lot of what you were saying is what I was saying before about, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this is going to yeah, yeah. pass. And you've, given me, and you've given me good advice too, like with my relationships, like with my kids, with, um, with my In business. In my limited capacity, I do the best that I can. And I use capacity. Cap- yeah. Capacity. Okay. 
<laughs> you see, you teach me new words. I was like, wait, capacity? I, I love like, when we have a, 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 an English lesson. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do one of those in one of our podcasts. Let's do an English lesson, please. Yeah. Yeah. Sp a Spanglish lesson. Mm -hmm. So anyways, gracias, amiga, for all your advice. I'm oh, you're welcome. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm uh, only I'm only healthy and alive because of you and all the good people around me. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So, we know that you had a very successful PR firm mm-hmm. here in Miami, and I had the privilege and honor to work with you and together. I had five locations around the country, by the way. I just want to throw that plug in there. Oh, that's right. You did have in different cities. You had presence there. So I apologize for that. Thank you for correcting. But I mean, you were really known in Miami for, Uh you know, for the events, you know, and the, and the brands that you represent here and for all of your um, PR work that you did here. So, Mm -hmm. and I had the honor and privilege to attend all these events and to work with you and to publish all those great events in the magazine. In Thank Benny you for magazine. your support. Then you magazine. Did have, how can I not? You were like, had the best parties and the best of everything. Oh, so you did that for, for many years. And I know it was a big part of your life and it yes. consumed your life as well. Yeah. Was, you know, your friend back then as well. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, the question is like, what made you close the, the firm? I already mm-hmm. know that answer, but mm-hmm. I would like for you right. to, to explain it okay. to you know, people that are interested that are listening. Right. So I think that, um, for people that don't know, PR is a, it, it's, it, it, it sucks the life out of you. It's a really, really, really hard job. A lot of people burn out really young, really quickly, change careers. It, it's a special type of person that can do this and do it for the rest of their lives until they're, you know, until they expire. It was taking a big toll on me, my personal relationships, my families were, my, my mother and father were very ill. They needed me. And I met a man at the time that said to me, you know what, you're not fun you know, you're super stressed all the time. Don't worry about work. I'm going to take care of everything. And I, I called my, I remember calling my father and thinking, this is crazy. Like I need to ask my dad because he's always supported me my whole life. And my dad was like, you know what, your mother and I really need you. And, and, uh, I hate that job. You're always stressed. You're unhappy. And, you know, you know, go with this man, close it, do whatever you're going to do, go live a life, go travel, do whatever. And you know what? I was just waiting for just someone to rescue me and get me out of there. I was so stressed all the I time. Remember, I remember that part of your life vividly. Yeah, I was and very you unhappy. Were really that person. Yeah, because yeah. you were so, it consumed you and you were so good at it and, and you, it absorbed you. So like you wanted everything to be perfect and you had so much pressure with your employees, with the, with the brands, with, with, with just with I was everything a one in man show with a big monkey on my back and the opportunity to escape was there. And one of the girls that was my vice president at the time, I'd been telling her for two years, I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how, but I'm going to get out. 
And I'm either going to close it or you can have it. We're going to, you know, just start thinking about it. And then when I met, you know, my ex, I remember calling her like with a two months notice. I said, I'm out. You want it or am I closing it? She's like, I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. What do I do? And I said, open a bank account. I'll, you can have the furniture. You can have the employees. You can have the clients. You can have the computers, the phones. You can have it all. You just need your own bank account, your own corporation. It's all yours. And that's what we did. We transferred everything over and she's still in business now and she's killing it. She's doing a great yeah. job. She wants to yeah. get out. She hates it. <laughs> well, the thing is like for a single woman, well, the yeah. only reason why you were able to do it for so many years was because you were single. Because if yeah, you would have had a family hard. or a real relationship at that time in your life, you wouldn't have, I mean, any man would have like made you pick because I remember it was uh, that you could never have fun. Like even like at the yeah. events, I would see you and you were like completely disconnected stressed. Yeah. and stressed out. And but, um, you know, so there, I was there, very happy when you made that decision because I oh, yeah. was your friend at that time and you told me as well. And I was like, Coño, oh, finally, like, finally, we're going to be able to go out and have fun. And you're going to, you know, so it, it worked. And, and I didn't disappoint, did I? <laughs> We've been having fun ever since. We, I didn't have, disappoint. Yeah, you're like a different person since then. People asked me and I said, well, you really can't judge by that because she was working. Like, that's not like how what she really is. She's working. She's a professional and, and, and it gets stressful and it gets stressful. Yeah, so was I was very happy by your decision. I think that's one of the best things you've done in your life because yeah. if not, you would have been there todavía. Like, oh my God, put down the pellejo for nothing because be you the know, most it's unhappy like, person in the world. And I just want to give kudos to all those people that are NPR and have a family or run a, own a business and are, have a family. It's a lot Same. of stress. It's Same. very difficult. I really applaud all those women because, you know, women yeah. have even more responsibility mm -hmm. in that case. You oh, know, yeah. when they have families that they go home and their children and homework and after school activities and then events at night and then they have to make their the husband happy and they have to look good. And they, it's a lot. Honestly, it's, it's a really it's oh, yeah, it's a glamorous career. It's actually a really pretty profession for a woman. I always loved it myself, too. But. People on the inside, it's not so glamorous. Exactly. Well, like a lot of careers and professions, but yeah. it's one that you really have to dedicate your heart and soul and so many mm -hmm. hours. And at the end, you know, I don't know if it was worth it. It was worth it for you for all those years that you did it, obviously, because you liked it. But it's a lot of sacrifice. Well, let's just say I, I checked that box off of running a really big company from scratch and growing it and becoming international. And do, you know what I mean? That was huge. And mm -hmm. I didn't even really study was. that. So I, you know, I have to pat myself on the back for it. I gave it the college try. I did great. Was top business in my city, at least. So, you know, I did it, done it, and I'm out. My father always said, if you're going to do something, be the best. And I did it to be the best until I almost and you killed were. myself. You're still the best, my friend. Thanks, bro. You're winning. <laughs> winning every you're day. You're a star. Winning. Eres una estrella. Oh, favorite Cuban traditions. I can oh talk about God. this all day For long. For hours, right? There's so many. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Son tanta. Well, I feel like one of the biggest um, Cuban traditions, I think, is like our family. Mm -hmm. I feel like we were, we were like born and raised. Que la familia is like everything. Everything is yeah. a family and food. Yeah. Right. Everything is like una comida. Not, una food cena. was not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys were like weird Cubans. <laughs> that was because of your Irish father. <laughs> no, my mom didn't want to eat either. I know. No, it's true. You know, I didn't have that typical housey. Well, luckily for me, I had my grandmother 
that cooked so good and she was like so Cuban and she was the one that raised us. So ella todos los días, like every day, it was like food, like arroz, frijoles negro, picadillo, ropa vieja, carne con papa. It was all like that kind of food. I was like una gordita. So, um, which by the way, is like another tradition is like the Cubans that we call like, like ter terms of endearment to like the people we love. Like we call, like I call Lord Todd yeah. Bobby. He's like, what do you mean Bobby? It's like, isn't Bobby like your dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, but it's also like my guy. It's also like my man, right? Like a mi macho, like Bobby. Oh, good. You know, things yeah. like that. So that's like another Cuban tradition that we have. Yeah. That yeah. we call each other um, terms of endearments. And mm -hmm. we put like Ida on everything like Alexita yeah. or La Papita. Or like gordita, yeah. you know, and uh -huh. not to, you know, like English speakers, I think would look at us weird. Like if we call somebody skinny, like gordita, but it's kind of, it's out of affection and out of love. La flagita. No, but like sometimes you say like mi gorda, you know, and it's mm -hmm. not because you're gorda. It's not because you're fat. It's no, just it's just you love. It's, it's, like a, it's sweet, a term of endearment. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. that that's like another Cuban tradition. But, like I really like. By the way, I made frijoles negro from scratch for the first time in my life on Sunday. No me digas, mi amiga, en la olla de presión. No, I used a regular Con... pot. Yeah, okay. and by, they tasted just like in the restaurant. It took seven hours. I'll buy them at the restaurant moving well, that's forward. Why? Tremendo oh, trabajo. Seven hours, bro. How can it take you seven hours to hacer frijoles negro? Because they had to cook for it. My friend Peter okay, told no me how to make them. De you need a pressure cooker. La olla uh -huh. de presión. Like, yeah. Te lo hablanda. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I took for I said, Steve, we can just go buy it around the corner. Why would I spend time of making frijoles and negro? good. Yeah. And Havana But Mary's. I made them super clean, though. Just water and herbs. And that was it. And that took you seven hours? No le pusiste ni like tocinillo or like. No, I made it perfect. But it, it wasn't boiling. Peter told me to boil it and then lower the heat. And then it took too long. And then I had to boil it again. Then it finished. So it took. Like a good close to seven hours. Yeah. I thought oh, this is God. ridiculous. I can't and, wait seven hours to eat, bro. Well, they're telling me, oh, m women make it in the morning. They go to work and come back. I'm like, who's going to leave the stove on all day? You're going to burn the house down. <laughs> for frijoles negro. <laughs> for fri frijoles negro. I'll buy them around the corner. Um, how did the house get on fire? I was making frijoles negro. That's funny. I was making it's black not, beans. It's not that necessary. I agree. Buy There's them. a lot of good Cuban restaurants. So, yeah, we got to If I'm going to spend seven hours on something, you better be like over the top and different. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, speaking of food, that's another tradition that I love. Like, Noche Me Buena. Too. That's my favorite. <laughs> Paquito. Yeah. El Noche Buena, La Cajita yeah. China. Yeah. Go get the pig at the farm. I don't like that part of the slaughtering and all that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you literally. Oh, I've never like, gone to the farm. What usually yes. just shows up at my house in the box and someone makes it. Right. But I feel like that's like a real Cuban or Latin thing, you know, yeah. where we celebrate Noche Buena mm -hmm. and it's like a whole ceremony, picking out the pig, seasoning it the night before, watching it, you know, in La Cajachina, turning it, doing the whole thing. It's like we serenade the pig. If I if I did the beginning to end process like that, I don't think I could eat it. And, you know, I love bacon and pig. Yeah, like, I love it. Well, I know I you love it. I don't I don't yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? With the little hairs. Wait, there was, there was this, we filmed a scene, I think it was season one, two, I don't one, remember. One, season one. One at your house and you guys went to get the pig and you cooked it. And remember we were, 
we were filming and they did this thing for the audience. There's something called ringtone where everyone has to be silent. And I had just put a piece of crunchy pigskin in my mouth and I was crunching it and everyone screamed at me because it was <laughs> ringtone when I was, you could hear the crunching of the pork skin in my mouth. And you no, and you didn't want to stop. You're like, mm, it's so good. I'm not going to stop. They have to wait. So you I literally know, ate the whole chicharrón. Oh my God. And we had to so wait good. for you to get room tone. And by the yeah. way, it, the, el pellejito had the hairs of the pig. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I was you. like, Don't... yeah, cool. Like, it literally had those hairs of the, the animal still. I can't. But I'm happy you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm not enjoying it now. I'm reflecting on hair in my mouth. <laughs> when the guys are serenading the pig, they are like smoking cigars, which is another really cool Cuban tradition, which I don't like either because I don't like the smell of it. But it's like pretty hot. Like the guys like smoking the cigar. Have you ever put a suitcase by your front door before on New Year's Eve? So that you travel well, to the rest of the earth. I'm not yeah. there yet. Remember, I, I follow my questions. <laughs> well, I was what do you mean? There's, is there another one? Is there? That's a no, tradition. But, no, the Cuban traditions. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cuban superstitions, which is another. No. Which is another. Well, one. it's superstitious tradition. For me, it's tradition, it's but it's also borderline. But you're right because Cuban superstitions are Cuban traditions. So let's exactly. talk about that one, Marisol. Tell me. That's what I'm saying. So I like to put a suitcase in front of the door, front door every year, so that you know I'm sure to travel plenty. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like I that. that. You know, I, I never Eve. even heard about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I what I put Lekova behind the door. Where is Lekova? After a party, and I'm kidding. I don't do that because oh, I want everybody to I've never to heard stay, of that one, but I've heard of that one. Yeah. What about itchy palms? Ooh, that means we're gonna get the money. Mano. Yeah, yes. the money's coming, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Or itchy well, foot. Ta- now, since we're talking about superstitions and superstitions, yeah. let's talk about superstitions. I feel like since the day we're born, yeah. Like we we grow up in superstitions, at least like in our culture with the Cubans, because no mm. ponen un azabache. Like, did you oh, ever yeah. have the azabache, the little onyx no. gemstone? No, I had diamond earrings. Okay, well, I had those too. I had those too. Pero para que no me, para que no me quitaran lo, los diamond earrings con los malos ojos, my parents put a big azabache. Oh, well, guess what? Me robaron mis aretes porque no me pusieron el azabache. <laughs> I told you, if you would have had that azabache, bro, it well, wouldn't have I was a, an infant. Well, you could have worn it in, in your charge. bracelet or in a necklace, but I think that's so cute. You know, like a Latin yeah. baby. Yeah, you know, yeah. On the pin. Yes, on the or little, the pins. Yeah, so or cute. like in the necklace or, or in the bracelet. So I felt like the day I was born, I was already brought up like into superstition. Of course. Because of, course. of the asabache thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I believe in good luck charms. I just never had an asabache. What about another superstition that I love and I know that... I love it. <laughs> when you know that somebody's mean being mean to you and like, you know, trying to like ruin your life, you like put their name, you write their name and you wet it and you put it in the freezer and you kind of just like freeze them. You know what? Like I did that. It. I did You're that. Frozen. I did that once like whew, 13 years ago. Not sure if it worked. <laughs> They're still talking about you and being mean, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and you see, it I didn't think work. so. I well, they're superstitions. That That's all there are. Right. It's not like, yeah. you know, there's any proof to them that any of these uh-huh. things work. But, right. you know, you want to believe that they work when you're doing them. And, and I kind of just said it and forget it. And it was that. Right. Another one is the, the miel de abeja or like the sugar. Like you when you want to attract somebody like romantically, 
or, um, you know, you want like a job interview to go well or something to go good. It's kind of like you mm-hmm. sweeten them up. Yeah. And, um, and you use honey or use sugar, like water with mm-hmm. sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many out there. I mean, I feel like as a Latina in a culture that we have so many of these superstitions, you know, and they're all fun. You know, they're all like yeah. fun and funny. And yeah, and um, I, I think that it the the mental the mental energy you put into it is actually what makes it happen. You know, oh, for not sure. just not just the act of a little sugar and a honey and here that the fact that you believe that it's going to give you a result is what makes it work if it works in it all. Mm-hmm. But they are certainly fun folklore. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love lighting so, a candle. Oh, me I too. Mean, there's, yeah. The, the candle, like the flowers, the water. That's the, that's the first thing I did when Garrett came home. The candle's still sitting there. The Jill Zarin candle. He was like, like, you want a candle? Let me put a candle in here. So feel Why a does it have vibe. to be Jill Zarin's candle? Why can't it just be Diptyque? No, well, because that's what <laughs> Does I Jill had. Does Jill Zarin have any like special superstitious mm, qualities? Well, that actually, her, so her candles have um, stones and gems in them for energy. They actually have real gemstones in them oh they do for healing oh, I, I yeah didn't know that. and i had a fresh one in there and it said and the candle said be happy on the outside and i thought let me okay, like this one so it says be happy yeah yeah and he loved it it smelled like vanilla he was relaxed it was good yeah candles beautiful can do it's all mental Listen, my all you need at home are flowers and candles to me that just changes like the whole mood and vibe of the, of the house it smells like vanilla so much it's right here be happy. Okay, Linda, I like it. So everybody wants to know about our fitness and beauty routine. Ay, por favor, there's nothing I can talk about here. Can we have a, do we have another Eso one? Te quedo tan bueno. The ay, por favor, was <laughs> really, really fit in context because I put forward for you. Like, so what did you obviously don't do anything for fitness? Yeah, thank you. Um, no, no, I'm just I saying don't. Because you no, said I don't. I no, so, no, I'm, so I'm saying yes. Thank you for that entree. No, I, I, I unfortunately I'm a poor example of fitness. I I don't like to perspire. I don't like to be hot. I don't. Yeah, I don't like any of that. I've tried a few times. Do you times. like to move? I've seen you play no. tennis. You can play tennis. I mean, but it's listen, not your routine. Yeah. If if someone puts me in some sort of a game where I have to win, I will. I will. I fight know that to win because I like to win. But I'm not athletic at all. Super competitive. Zero athleticism. So um, nothing for fitness. Okay. And what about no. for beauty? For beauty. So, you know, for me, like, I think we talked about this a little bit before, a little bit less for me is less is more. I do my Botox. I, I fall asleep all the time without moisturizer on my face. I used to be better about it. Um, I try not to, you don't want to give people your Vaseline. secret of Vaseline. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I actually switched on from your Vaseline face, to Aquaphor. I put it because I have very dry skin though. So my skin soaks everything up plus the pillow picks it up. So I use something very thick because I have dry skin. I do my aquifer, I do my Botox. I get a couple of strings once a year just to help with, you know, lift the underneath my neck okay, a little no, bit. They, until you don't I, have to say so much. Beauty could be like, you know, Neutrogena and oil of Olay. Like I was just talking about creams. I take no vitamins. I'm a hot mess. But, you know, here I am. Oh, clean you look a- pretty good, my friend. I don't think so. You're I- very healthy and you look good. You know, you know it, must like some good, it must be some good different. genes because I don't think I really take care of myself yeah. very good well. Good genes are good doctors, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Dr. Jean. Both. 
Mm-hmm. ¿Y tú qué? What's your secret? Y yo, um, I was born And this that, way. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up like this. Right. Never sleep no, with no, makeup. I'm kidding. Well, that's you know, a, that's a I know I do that. All you girls get mad at me because sometimes I do that. But the only reason why I sleep with makeup sometimes is because the next day I need my makeup done and I don't feel like sitting in a chair for another hour and a half. So I say, you know what? Let me just keep my makeup on and just sleep on it. And then the next day I use it and then I take it off. But luckily for me, I do have good skin. Doesn't that make you feel tired? I feel exhausted if I wake up with my makeup you know, on. Not I that feel I feel like, exhausted. I feel like um, I, I, I don't feel sleep the same. My sleep is not horrible. as good. Because yeah. I think I'm a little bit cautious about it. Like, am I going to yes. get my pillow dirty? Which the answer is yes, by the way. Or I my eyelashes going to fall something. off. Well, mine are, mine are extensions. I don't have the, the strip, la- the lash strips. So I don't do that. But it's worth it. It's worth it because the fact that I have to wake up the next day earlier and just sit in a chair for an hour for makeup. I rather and just save a couple hundred recycle dollars. Recycle it and save two or three hundred dollars. <laughs> so, yes. But um, a, I do I'm wash a, my face every day. You know, I think my secret has been like, I've never really worn a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, foundation, I never used foundation to like an older adult, like mm-hmm. until like my late thirties. Truthfully, I never wore like my makeup regimen was very simple. It was only like, you know, um, mascara, lip gloss, maybe a little bit of blush. Because well, really we were did. young, <laughs> we could get no, away with I'm, it. No, but not really, because all the young ones now are the ones that do their face like a lot. Have oh you seen the God. young girls, the amount of makeup that they wear oh and all that contouring? God. What is that? that looks so like that's clay. what I'm telling you. I never really did anything to like my late 30s. And with that being said, even like makeup and I did Botox for the first time in my early 40s and sporadically I would do it. So I think I had like a late start. You know, as far yeah, as like beauty, you know, beauty products and all that. I do love to change up like the brands. Like, so I'll use Lemur. I'll buy Lemur. And once I'm done with the whole Lemur thing, oh, I'll yeah, change yeah, to yeah. like Babor. When I'm done with like Babor, you know, I'll change to Neutrogena. So I know it's crazy, yeah. but I like to it, no, try different it, things. They like say that. it's good to do that, to change the, the, the brands and the cosmetics and not to do the same routine, just like with your hair. You have to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I love to do that. And for fitness, for me, I, I've always had to kind of work out because I have the body, that kind of body where like, again, the Latina body where I have the big legs and the butt and the whole thing. So I need to be working out, especially now at our age. I feel like I And gone you don't flabby. miss a workout. You don't miss a no, workout. Because, You're pretty you know, good. I think it's all mental. Like for me, that's how I start my day. Like I don't even think about it. I put on my workout clothes. I have the gym here downstairs. So that's a plus. I don't have to drive to the gym. And I have a trainer three times a week. So for me, it's like automatic. You know, I brush my teeth, wash my face. I have my coffee actually before I write the gym. And then I just work out at the gym. And it gets me, it wakes me up. It makes me feel good about myself. It, it you know, it kind of like starts my day. I think about all the mm-hmm. things that I need to to do and get done. Yeah. And from yeah. there, I'm ready to like shower or not shower. Depends how much I sweat. And then I just, you know, keep on to the beauty bar or like go on with my day, whatever it is that, that I need to do. But for me, fitness is very important. I mean, fitness is part of my beauty routine for me. Well done, you. i wish i could be like that honestly i wish i could i wish i loved it if i did i know i'd be like ripped and fabulous yeah i mean i don't want to be ripped because you know at our age tampoco i'm trying to be ripped but you know i like my clothes to look good and like i said i've really noticed like in in this time in our lives that you start getting flabby i mean it is what it is okay um so who is your style inspiration do you have any like 
anybody you look to for like a style inspo? I'm trying to, th I'm trying to think of who I see that I always like. Somebody in the 60s. Oh, no. Somebody in the 60s well, era. I Audrey mean, Hepburn, I, Coco Chanel. I love Audrey Hepburn, but you know who I always like what she wears? What's that blonde one? Kate Blanchett. I love the way Kate Blanchett dresses. She always dresses on point for me. You know, mm -hmm. I like her style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you? My inspo is Is it J-Lo? I knew it. Jennifer <laughs> Lopez, but you know what? She can be sexy. She can also be conservative and elegant. She just, for me, she's always on point. She always kills it. And she's you see like how well I knew you? We said trying. it at the same time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I knew who yours would be too. I mean, I didn't know Kate Blanchett, but she does have great style. But um, I feel like J-Lo always dresses like appropriate for the occasion. And to me, mm -hmm. that's part of... yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. of knowing knowing how to dress. It's not like, oh, she had a beautiful she's, dress, but like I wouldn't wear it She's definitely gotten better over time. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like she nails it. If she goes to Good Morning America, she's wearing like a suit or she's wearing like a, a turtleneck. You know, she knows how to dress for the occasion. And for me, that's a the turtleneck most part is about my dressing. signature I look. getting excited. Yeah, I hear turtleneck and I, <laughs> I get Ladywood. It's my I signature look. Too, bro, but we live in Miami. When do I wear a turtleneck when I go to New York? Nalamas. <laughs> I can I wear a turtleneck in all weather. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel like you just wore one recently. <laughs> I did I wore a few. We were visiting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was blazing hot. And out. it was like 90 degrees. And it was yeah. black. I mean, not even white. You could have worn a white turtleneck. Oh no, because my nipples would show through on that well, one top. That's hot. No, 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 no. Not, no, not no, when no, you're no, around no. a bunch of ladies. Okay. We don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. Well, my love, I love you. I love you. Me encantado chismear contigo. Ay, igualmente, siempre. Yeah. Es un, un placer. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. It's been so much fun. Please continue to send us questions. Oh, my God. I love when we do personal questions. That's my favorite, right? Yes. Well, you know what? Maybe next week we can continue because we're leaving a few questions out. And uh, we are being asked about our mommies and how our moms came to the U.S. Oh, boy. So maybe that's something we can talk about and start off our next podcast with that question. Absolutely. That would be great. Okay. Love you. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Ay, Por Favor. Ay, Por Favor. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Ay Por Favor Podcast. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. Hasta luego. Hasta la próxima. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.